Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 74, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, boys and girls. It's Thursday, and we are spending this week reading about the Lord's servant that we find in Isaiah. So, well, let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Mm. All right, Marv, busy day today. Shall we just get right to some interesting facts with old Orange Lightning? Uh, Dave, you only use laser tag names when you are in the midst of playing, or are specifically speaking about, laser tag. You know, otherwise it's just silly. Oh, I see. Sorry, I didn't know there was a code. But anyway, shall we? Oh, you betcha. Hit the jingle, Dave. Colin. Yeah, it's good to see you, Colin. Yeah, it's good to be back, Dave. Okay, great. So, Colin, well, what did you do last week on our week off? Ah, well, I flew up to Belfast, Dave, yeah. Yeah, I had a good look around that Titanic Museum. Yeah, did you know the Titanic was built in Belfast, Dave? Oh, well, yeah, Colin. I I think everyone in Northern Ireland knows that, so I'm kind of hoping that's not your interesting fact. Oh, no way, Dave. No, you're great, Galah. But... My interesting fact is indeed Titanic-related. Oh, okay, good. Well, I guess let's hear it. All right, so in 1898, 14 years before the Titanic sank, a fella named Morgan Robertson, well, he wrote a novel about a huge ship almost exactly the same size as a Titanic would be. But in his story, the ship was called the Tit... Okay. Yeah, And in his book, the Titan also hit an iceberg in the North Atlantic, and it sank. And just like the Titanic 14 years later, in the story, the Titan didn't have enough lifeboats to save everyone either. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, it sure is, Dave. So that is my interesting fact. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, Colin. Yeah, thanks, Colin. And you know, actually, that's a good fit for today's reading, because today we are going to read one of the most famous passages in all of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53. Oh, how come it's so famous, Dave? Well, Marvin, I think because it's so amazing. If you think old Morgan Robertson was impressive, writing a story 14 years before something very like his story actually happened in real life, well, then Isaiah is about to blow your mind. Oh, wow. So, you know, today... I'm not going to have you listen for any questions, but just have a listen as Isaiah in great detail explains and describes what was going to happen to the Lord's servant, Jesus. And as we read, remember, it would be more than 600 years later that these words would come true. It really is incredible. Oh, okay, great. Sounds good. Okay, well, in that case, over to you, Josh. Hey, guys. Today's reading is from Isaiah 53, verses 1 to 12. Who has believed what we've been saying? Who has seen the Lord's saving power? 
His servant grew up like a tender young plant. He grew like a root coming up out of dry ground. He didn't have any beauty or majesty that made us notice him. There wasn't anything special about the way he looked that drew us to him. People looked down on him. They didn't accept him. He knew all about pain and suffering. He was like someone people turned their faces away from. We looked down on him. We didn't have any respect for him. He suffered the things we should have suffered. He took on himself the pain that should have been ours. But we thought God was punishing him. We thought God was wounding him and making him suffer. But the servant was pierced because we had sinned. He was crushed because we had done what was evil. He was punished to make us whole again. His wounds have healed us. All of us are like sheep. We have wandered away from God. All of us have turned to our own way. And the Lord has placed on his servant the sins of all of us. He was treated badly and made to suffer. But he didn't open his mouth. He was led away like a lamb to be killed. Sheep are silent while their wool is being cut off. In the same way, he didn't open his mouth. He was arrested and sentenced to death. Then he was taken away. He was cut off from this life. He was punished for the sins of my people. Who among those who were living at the time tried to stop what was happening? He was given a grave with those who were evil. But his body was buried in the tomb of a rich man. He was killed even though he hadn't harmed anyone. And he had never lied to anyone. The Lord says, It was my plan to crush him and cause him to suffer. I made his life an offering to pay for sin, but he will see all his children after him. In fact, he will continue to live. My plan will be brought about through him. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and he will be satisfied. My godly servant will make many people godly because of what he will accomplish. He will be punished for their sins. So I will give him a place of honour among those who are great. He will be rewarded just like others who win the battle. That's because he was willing to give his life as a sacrifice. He was counted among those who had committed crimes. He took the sins of many people on himself and he gave his life for those who had done what is wrong. Thanks, Josh. Wow, Dave. Yeah, that was amusing. Yeah, it really is, Marvin. You know, if you read me that chapter, and I didn't know that it was from Isaiah in the Old Testament, I think I would think that it was a New Testament reading, that it was Paul or someone explaining what happened to Jesus after it happened. But what we read today, well, it's even more special. An amazing description of how Jesus would suffer and be killed and be put in a tomb belonging to a rich man. And of course, we know that's all exactly what happened. But then also, right after we read of his death, well, somehow the servant now is alive and enjoying a long life. And we see Isaiah explaining the resurrection right there, hundreds of years in advance before it ever happened. Yeah, that's a double or maybe even a triple wow. It is. And so you know what? Today, boys and girls, when we pray, let's just say wow. Let's just say, God, you are amazing. Your plans are incredible. You are an awesome God. Yeah, he sure is, Dave. So I don't think we can really say any more than that today, boys and girls. So we will say goodbye. We'll be back tomorrow to finish up week 15. Okay, great. Yeah, well, bye, everyone. Have a good afternoon. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. 
Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.